Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. Good morning, Eastern North Carolina. Welcome back to another episode of Not On Your Side Morning Brew. I'm Kelly, the morning news editor. And I'm Julianne, the Not On Your Side Morning Edition anchor. And I'm Alex Wasilenko, the morning edition meteorologist. And I am Daniel Roberts, and I am the morning edition producer. And this week, it's an exciting week here in eastern North Carolina. We had the Wood Ducks home opener game on Wednesday. It had been 600 days since their last home game, seeing as how their 2020 season got postponed due to COVID. So in 2018, they had the most amount of losses the Wood Ducks have ever had with 81. And then in 2019, they had the most amount of wins they've ever had with 87 wins. And then last year was a break, a pause. So this year, we're hoping they can bring back that same energy they had in 2019. And mm-hmm. hopefully it's going to be a good season for them. Yeah, I think that uh, they started off the season, I know, first really and hot. foremost, 6-0. Mm-hmm. and So that was a nice start. And those games were won away from Granger Stadium. True. So that bodes well coming back home for their stint now against the Mudcats. And goodness, opening day was such a beautiful day. Lots of sunshine and some comfortable temperatures and... A lot of fans in attendance, too. A good return to normal, if you will, over at Granger Stadium in Kinston. And all the local restaurants, too, getting in on their fill of tourism season, starting to pick up a little bit because baseball, of course, is included in that. Looks like the team is 7-0 and right now. So Ooh. they are yeah, continuing continu- that winning streak. Yep, they're doing great. Winning at home and on the road. Very so. nice. Love yeah, that. The question that. now will be just how long can the win streak go on? Because I know, especially for the East, it's very exciting to see a team as successful as the Wood Ducks right now. So they just trying to feed off of that 2019 season where they won the most wins ever. I think it'd be great to see how the season goes for the team, especially as everybody's trying to recover from COVID-19. Do any of y'all have tickets bought yet? Do we have a game picked out that we want to go see? Not yet. I'm so excited to be able to go. It definitely has to be a weekend thing for us. Yeah, like a mid-afternoon game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting though, because I mean, minor league baseball just in general is super exciting. And I know that when we were there for opening day, that they were talking about all the giveaways and the promotions that they have too. So even if you're not a baseball fan, I think you'd be one by the oh, time sure. you got to Granger Stadium and joined in on the promotion deals and whatnot. And of course, all the concessions, they have great food there. They have a beer garden for those frosty adult beverages on the hot baseball game days. So I think it would be a fun experience all around, even if you're not a sports fan. Yeah, you know, Nolan, when he was out there for opening <laughs> night, got to sample some of that food. And oh my gosh, yeah. he didn't make me so hungry and make me want to go, not just for the baseball, but to yes. go and try some of them. I think they have something called like tachos, yes. which I think is like taco nachos. Yes. <laughs> oh. And wow. he got his fill of a good old game day Frank too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looked all that. really good. Yes. <laughs> baseball game is never complete without a good old hot dog. That's right. I agree. This week is also National Hurricane Preparedness Week. So with that, I'll let Alex take it away as he is the most knowledgeable in this area. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is my cup of tea. Talking (laughs) about hurricane season is, uh, of course, right around the corner. And tropical outlooks are coming out in just a matter of days, as a matter of fact. And they usually come out around June 1st when hurricane season officially starts. But as times are changing and the climate is a bit different, we're also talking about hurricanes becoming more frequent earlier in the season and even during the spring months. So we're going to be keeping a close eye on hurricane preparedness week uh, straight through the end of this week and even into Saturday. So uh, a lot of things to keep in mind, determining your risk, getting an insurance checkup, also preparing a, a kit overall in case you have to evacuate. 
And speaking of evacuating, having an evacuation plan or multiple evacuation plans, super important. And of course, we all remember, for the most part, Florence being one of the biggest hurricanes here in North Carolina with the most impacts and costly impacts at that. So there are a lot of things to keep in mind as we prepare for hurricane season. And uh, it doesn't have to stop during hurricane season preparedness week. We're always continually preparing for what's to come and any natural disasters that are on the way. But again, tropical outlooks come out in a couple of days. Hurricane season starts June 1st, and it's already starting to look like, or at least it's forecasted to be a busy season overall. So, yeah, lots of things to keep in mind as we are entering a hurricane season, but also coming out of severe weather season. So it's a severe weather stretch straight through from end of April, that is, and straight into about November. For it's sure. a long stretch. Yeah, those yeah. are such good tips. And not to make light of what's going on right now, but it is kind mm-hmm. of interesting in that, you know, everyone going out to get gas, that's one of the big things yes. that you do to prepare for a hurricane. So I feel yeah. like everyone's kind of getting prepared yeah. right now. That rush for gas, I know, um, coming yes. from Florida, whenever there was a hurricane projected to come our way, it was a mad rush for yeah. gas to fill up those tanks in case you need to evacuate. So Absolutely. that's always a good thing to have a full tank of gas. You for. and I were talking about that earlier mm-hmm. in the week, Julianne, and we were saying, I, cause I had never seen anything like this before. I had gas shortages. I mean, nothing that I've experienced ever before, but you were relating it to hurricane season. And it's so darn true because even here in North Carolina, I remember covering hurricane Dorian and East Saias. There was a mad rush to get gas and get all the equipment. The food shelves were empty and people were still gathering toilet paper and whatever they needed. So mm-hmm. it is kind of like a, a pandemic response, if you will, anytime a, a coastal system works up uh, along the Carolina coast. True. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Last year, we ran out of letters for the alphabet for hurricane names. Do you Ooh, think this point. year it's looking like we're going to... Yeah, Do that again. It, and it's a little different this year because they've nixed the Greek alphabet. So we're mm-hmm. no longer going to be talking about the Greek alphabet naming storms anymore. It just got too confusing last year for folks. And we got so deep into the Greek alphabet because it was such a busy season. Some of those names are hard to pronounce, too. <laughs> <laughs> it took some time off air to uh, work on those Greek alphabet names. But this year they're going with just the the names themselves uh, with, the uh, I, I want to say the American alphabet, but that's not right. Just the, the original names that they came up with for this season. And then they have an additional list, which they haven't released yet, but we'll put that on the back burner and see how far we get. We don't want to really, I don't know, scratch the record, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, Jinx anything as we, as we move about the season. So we'll see. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, taking a turn out in Minnesota this week, there was a boy, a little boy who has a prosthetic leg and him and his family just recently adopted and got a dog who is currently missing a front right paw. It's a really cute story. It really goes to show that dog is man's best friend. And the little boy goes around and gets to tell people, you know, when they ask him about his prosthetic leg, he says, me and my best friend are the same, meaning his dog. And it's honestly one of the cutest stories I've seen. So in love with that story. It was such a joy to be able to to share that to folks on the morning show this week. I have a golden retriever puppy myself, Mm. and it's just so wonderful to see that dog thriving with her best friend and her new family um, without that front right paw and for that little boy to have his best friend. And I was thinking about the name and I'm like Marvel. And I was thinking, oh, Captain Marvel, obviously that's a big female character. And so that name of a superhero is just so perfect for her too. Like, I love it. It really is. And it's fun to say too, like when we ran the video earlier this week about that story, which it was just, oh, just pull at your heartstrings. It was Mm -hmm. so darn adorable. And the little puppy leaps through the tall grass (laughs) and the boy doing just the same. It was a great story. And it's it's cool to see, too, how animals adapt to whatever disability they may have, whether it's uh, a shorter leg than the other two or a missing paw. Or I have a dog back home that's blind in one eye and you'd never know it. 
And so it's not only animals adapting to their environment and disabilities, but the little boy as well, because mm-hmm. he was running around on that prosthetic leg like no one's business. So yeah, yeah, yeah it was a he fun definitely story. Knows how to use it well. And yes. dogs are great to show us resilience. Dogs bounce mm-hmm. back and they go with the flow and... Yes. It's awesome to see that. But speaking of our furry friends, Fire and Rescue in New Bern just recently got a new canine arson dog named Bobby. Bobby is the second arson dog in the area. And apparently the criminal prosecution rate for fires that are suspected of arson is less than 10% without a dog. And that number is increased to more than 50% when you have a canine because they are able to smell accelerants and other smells that us humans can't detect. And it makes it harder for us to determine the cause of a fire. Wow. I love that. Yeah. Madison did a great story. A great Mm -hmm. job with that story um, this past week. And yeah. Anytime you get to interview a dog, if you will, or sit next to a dog for a live shot or a story, it's always going to be a feel-good story, I feel like. And and that really is a good feel-good story, not just for Madison and the dog, but of course the entire community of New Bern and Eastern North Carolina, because I don't know about you, I never knew that there was such thing as arson dogs. I've heard right. therapy mm-hmm. dogs and, of course, COVID dogs. We've gone mm-hmm. over that this year, too, sniffing out uh, patients that might have symptoms of COVID. But this was new to me. What about you guys? Have you heard of arson dogs before? I hadn't. It's amazing what they're capable of. They are such smart animals and their noses are just insane. Like I think I once read that they could sniff out their owner um, or a scent in like a whole big football stadium full of people. So yeah, if that's true, oh my gosh, just amazing what they can do. And yeah, it's just, it's fascinating all the different uses that they have. And then we Mm -hmm. also ran a story this week talking about um, how for college kids, they're incredible for therapy and stress relief yes. and we were talking about how you know we wish we had known that back in college we would yeah. have had a furry friend back then maybe yes absolutely but yeah they're just and so for even the fire department to have that presence to have the dog around yeah. and for the dog to enjoy you know probably working like that mm-hmm. and being able to you know like you said 10 percent without a dog 50 percent more with a canine like it's just a win-win for everyone absolutely that's so funny you mentioned that because at App State, they actually caught on to that and they brought in dogs for finals week there and you would go. be able to go out to what they call Sanford Mall, which is a big open field where people lay out. They do the, um, it's not the zip line. It's the one where you walk on it with oh, one like, foot. Yeah. The, you know like what I'm talking about? Line. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 like, yeah absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And you got to pet them for free. And if you wanted to, you could even take the dog for an hour and just hang out, take it on a oh, walk or something. And it was awesome. It really is a huge stress reliever and yeah. helps with anxiety for sure. Mm-hmm. But speaking of anxiety and mental health, the pandemic has been extremely overwhelming and it has affected a lot of people's mental health this past year and a half. It's caused higher levels of distress and anxiety, which was mostly honestly the cause of social isolation because most of us have never had to be isolated before from other people. You know, we're mm-hmm. used to interacting with everybody on a daily basis, multiple people, and it really hit some people super hard. So if anything, the pandemic has actually raised awareness of mental health symptoms and service needs, which has been really cool to see. If you've noticed, there's been a lot more commercials on the TV advertising for mental health and where you can go to see a counselor and get help. But it's also important for you guys to remember that just take care of yourself during this pandemic. You know, mm-hmm. if you're feeling down or 
just whatever you're feeling, it's important to get those feelings out and express it, whether it's with a friend or you're talking to somebody who has a license, mm -hmm. just get it out there. Absolutely. One thing that's been a mood booster for me, I think during the pandemic is learning how to cook a little more. <laughs> <laughs> I've been big on stuffed peppers lately. Julian, yeah. yeah. So good. <laughs> so that thing is, that's been a big mood booster for me and just comfort food in general, of course, without going too overboard. <laughs> but I mean, uh, yeah, in May, of course, is Mental Health Awareness Month. So mm -hmm. this, uh, this is a great topic to discuss here on Morning Brew. Mm -hmm. And just remember, guys, engaging in physical activity is probably one of the best things you can do, too. Mm -hmm. Even if you just get out and go walking for 30 minutes every day, it's going to give you endorphins that are going to make you feel so much better. And it's going to do a lot more for you than that movie sitting on the couch Helps is going to do. Helps clear your mind. Yes, yeah. I agree. I say you just release some of the adrenaline some of the feelings sometimes you might feel a little frustrated just depending on if you've dealt with loss during the pandemic maybe um just the whole physical activity you can just kind of release some of that raw emotion that you have for the most part i found that like trying to work out trying to stay consistent with just exercising or whatever just made me feel better personally during the day so mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's important um, to be honest and open about it. I have a, a former coworker um, from one of my last stations who was running a story this week about mental health, and she had made an aside comment about dealing with depression. And then um, she went on Facebook Live and Instagram later in that day to sort of go on a little bit more about it and be mm -hmm. completely honest and open that she does experience depression. And it, it almost makes me emotional because the overwhelming response to that was so amazing to see and that she was bold mm -hmm. enough to go out there and say that and how many people could relate to her and then they were able to open up. And that just leads to everyone to hopefully getting, you know, help if, if they need it. Mm -hmm. And so I just really want to give props to her for being honest and open about what she's experiencing. And I encourage others to do the same if you're feeling that way. Absolutely. That's great. I think there's been such a stigma around mental health and those barriers are starting to be broken down. And mm -hmm. again, the pandemic brought awareness to it. And this is the month to bring even more awareness to it, but it doesn't have to stop beyond this month. Uh, people need to speak up, need to speak their minds, speak about what they're going through and whether it's going to see a therapist, talking to friends or family mm -hmm. and just getting out, as Daniel said, those raw emotions, so super important. Yeah. And if, and even if people don't express what they're personally going through, it's important for everybody to remember that everyone has a story and you don't know what's going on in other people's mm -hmm. lives. And even though they may put on a front or a facade that they're super happy and outgoing, they could be dealing with some really dark stuff. So mm -hmm. just remember to always be kind and always be there to listen to others mm -hmm. and lend a helping hand. Great advice. So it looks like an art competition coming up in New Bern. It began earlier this week, it looks like, and there's a lot of visually appealing things. 22 artists invited to stay in New Bern. And it's a six-day painting competition with awards and sales opportunities free to the public till Sunday and demonstrations by the winner of the artists and uh, even awards being granted. Good way to kick off tourism season in Craven County and out in New Bern. And of course, with the forecast cooperating as of late, because I got to throw my weather sense there <laughs> that this is a great opportunity to get out, get some fresh air and to enjoy what the artists have to offer. It sounds like a great event going on again until Sunday. Yeah. So the competition's really cool. It's um, actually going to be showcasing and pretty much just showing off all that Newburn has to offer. It'll be taking you through timeless and elegant paintings. There'll be multiple different exhibits. And I'd say that it's a great, great event to get everybody out and about, especially just since everybody has had to stay at home, they've been able to kind of develop the craft. So I know some people that have stayed at home that have came up with some beautiful art creations, beautiful sculptures, drawings, paintings, just everything in general, just because they had the extra free time on their hands. So the fact that we have these different artists being able to um, 
demonstrate and show off like what they were able to do. I think this is a great event for the city of New Bern. Yeah, and art just like music, you know, it's a way to express yourself and it brings people together. All right, well, thank you guys so much for joining us on this week's episode of The Morning Brew. I want to wish you all a happy Friday and have a great, safe weekend, and we'll see you back here next week. 